0: You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Respiratory illnesses continue to plague our patients. What can a place like the Arizona Respiratory Center bring forth that will help us in treating our patients with these problems? Welcome to the Commission's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and with me today is Dr. Fernando Martinez director of the Arizona Respiratory Center, the swift McNear Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Arizona College of Medicine in Tucson. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Martinez. Thank you, Lee. Now, you founded the Arizona Respiratory Center with, a, I think, what sounds like a very unique objective. Can you describe that?
1: Well, I really was not one of the founders. The founder was Dr. Benjamin Burroughs in 1970, and he was probably one of the best-known epidemiologists in the field of asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. I became the director of the Arizona Respiratory Center 11 years ago in 1996 after Dr. Burroughs retired. And my objective was to move the center from what it was before, which was already a major influence in our understanding of asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease from the point of view of its epidemiology, much more to integrate into the epidemiology the biology of the disease, the genetics of the disease, and our immunologic understanding of asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. I think it has been a significant change. But at the same time, I think this is one of the institutions in the country that is committed to this kind of what I would call almost transdisciplinary approach to these two illnesses. That's the novelty of the center and one of its uh, major contributions nationally and internationally.
0: And I see when I look at the website and all collaborative keeps coming up. And so you do have practicing physicians as well as basic scientists working together on these problems?
1: Well, this is uh, what I was really keen on developing. A lot of people, when, when you hear them talking about how we should approach these very complicated diseases, talk about integrating the work of basic scientists and clinicians, but very few people really know how to do that because traditionally basic scientists are in their laboratories and clinicians are seeing their patients, and at most they participate together in meetings or they talk to each other in symposia, but really working together is difficult because they seem to have different objectives. And they work in different dimensions of our understanding of the science and the biology of these complex diseases. Here at the center, we really have as our objective, that they truly work together, and the way we do that is that they have grants and research projects that are common in which not only do they collaborate, but they work together. They define together the objectives. They make compatible the needs of basic scientists with those of uh, clinicians, and I think we have accomplished that to a quite significant extent, and this is our peculiarity. This is what we peculiarly contribute to the field.
0: Very, very interesting. It's so nice to see the different disciplines really working together in a coordinated fashion. Perhaps we could look at asthma in particular, and could you tell us some of the things that you have been working on at the ARC with regard to asthma?
1: Well, one of the things that we were very interested in doing is to apply modern genetics and genomics to the uh, understanding of asthma and one of the things that we were concerned about is that many times this is done in a way that does not get us to the point in which we can develop tools for the treatment of our patients and what we have done is that we have taken geneticists who are working on the genetics of the disease with people working in environmental factors to determine in which way these genes that are associated with the disease interact with environmental factors to determine disease. We have taken immunologists and molecular biologists who are working on which are the ways in which these genes that affect asthma specifically do so, and therefore we can understand better mechanisms of the disease. And with several of these genes, interleukin-13, CD14, uh, some of the toll-like receptors that we first reported were associated with the disease, we have gone all the way to the point in which we're now developing potential tools that will allow us to apply these directly to the patient. So we have gone from the uh, disease expressed in populations to the genetics, to the molecular biology, and now to the pharmacology of the disease. This is a very difficult road to follow because you have to have experts in all these fields, and that's what we we have tried to have here. On the other hand, I think it will be very, very rewarding because our final objective is to develop tools that will uh, improve the lives of the patients we follow every day here at the Center.
0: Have there been some differences in terms of the genetics and the environmental factors in different types of asthma, say childhood asthma versus more adult-onset asthma, exercise-induced asthma?
1: That's one of the complicated problems about a disease such as asthma. The Lancet had an editorial, the British Journal, a very widely quoted British Journal of Medicine, had an editorial saying perhaps we should eliminate the, the term asthma. It's so confusing. There are so many different diseases really that are expressed with this that we call asthma. In a certain sense, I find myself in agreement with that, I'm not completely because in the end it's very difficult to eliminate a concept like asthma, but at least we should come with the understanding that what we're finding in the genetics, but but not only in the genetics, also in genomic studies of asthma, in which gene expression is assessed, and in studies of the natural history of, of the different forms of the disease, is that these are all Really different diseases. The recurrent uh, wheezing of a preschooler is not the same disease as the constant impairment that is observed in a 30 or 40 year old with asthma who may also have a little bit of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. These are different diseases. There are some, for example, we're finding out that if you take sputum from patients, and we have done that here too, some patients have essentially neutrophilic inflammation, and without eosinophils. And some other patients have eosinophilic inflammation with neutrophils too many times, but mainly eosinophils. These two patients are indistinguishable from a clinical point of view, but clearly what is determining their disease is different. Some patients have mainly viral infections as triggers of their disease. Some other patients have mainly allergen exposures as triggers of their disease. Therefore, what we're really finding is that At the same time that we see that they may have a different pathogenesis or different cells associated with them, they have different genes associated with these different forms. The way I see these 20 or 30 or 40 years from now is that we're going to be able to distinguish, thanks to genetics and genomics, these diseases that are classified globally under the the concept of asthma. And perhaps we're going to be able to treat them uh, differentially. And that probably is going to be a big advance because we're going to be able to target much better the specific factors that determine each of these different forms of asthma that I was talking about.
0: If you've just joined us, you're listening to Reach MD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and I am speaking with Dr. Fernando Martinez from the Arizona Respiratory Center at the University of Arizona College of Medicine. So, Dr. Martinez, really, this is oversimplification to just think of asthma as having a, just a few variants. There are many, many when it gets down to the genetics and genomics.
1: There's no doubt that this is a very heterogeneous disease, and certainly. Today, from a practical point of view, calling all these forms asthma has its merits because we have the therapeutic and uh, treatment tools that we have today, which basically are common to all the different forms. But what modern molecular medicine is showing us is that in the future we will treat these diseases differentially in the same way that today, for example, the different forms of arthritis are treated uh, differentially depending on what is it that is causing them. So I think that the great hope is that that will uh, truly improve the life of our patients by targeting much better the molecular mechanisms to determine disease in his patient.
0: In terms of some of the other respiratory illnesses, such as chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, sleep disorders, is there work going on at the Arizona Respiratory Center about those?
1: Certainly. We have quite a large uh, genetic study also in chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. We have been following now since Dr. Benjamin Burrows was the director of the center, a group of subjects who were enrolled in the early 70s, and now it's almost 30 years later. We're still following many of those subjects to understand the natural history of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and now the potential genetic factors associated with it, with uh, very interesting uh, results. Dr. Stefano Guerra is the physician in charge of that particular part of our studies. On the other hand, Dr. Stuart Kwan is still collaborating with us. He's a member of the center, and he's uh, well known in the field of epidemiology and treatment of sleep-related disorders. We have several clinical trials that have been going on here in that area and better understanding also of the epidemiology and associated risk factors for sleep apnea. So, we really have research in all these areas. Certainly, I should say that in the last 10 years, we have focused mainly on asthma, but that doesn't mean that the other areas are not part of our interest. And in fact, we have also made important contributions in those areas.
0: If you've just joined us, you're listening to REACH MD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and I am speaking with Dr. Fernando Martinez from the Arizona Respiratory Center at the University of Arizona College of Medicine. So, Dr. Martinez, do you see some additional diagnostic tools and therapeutic tools coming from this type of work in the near future, or is the horizon decades away?
1: I think that there are two types of how could we call them, horizons for this type of work. The first one is going to be diagnostic tools. I think that without any doubt, the availability of genetic markers will allow us to better characterize the different forms of the disease and to distinguish them and to be able to say, okay, this subject has more this type or that that type of disease. For example, if we could and we're working very hard at that with uh, quite interesting uh, results. If we could, by way of genetics, say you're more likely to have the eosinophilic form of asthma than the neutrophilic form of asthma, perhaps in the future we could develop uh, clinical trials that will address the differential response of these different forms of asthma to the medicines we have today. We know there's quite significant data to show that the eosinophilic form of asthma is more responsive to uh, inhaled corticosteroids than the neutrophilic form. Perhaps we could develop new medicines for the neutrophilic form that specifically address the neutrophil as the inflammatory uh, cell involved with those forms of asthma. In the first phase, I think diagnostic tools is going to be crucial, biomarkers and diagnostic tools. In a second phase, we may be able to use those biomarkers to determine who is going to be treated with what. We're not there yet. We need to first have that set of biomarkers and then use them to specifically develop uh, therapeutic approaches that are going to be uh, differentially addressing these different pathogenesis.
0: Well, I want to thank Dr. Fernando Martinez, who has been discussing with us some of the exciting work that's being done at the Arizona Respiratory Center, a very unique place where there is true collaboration between basic scientists and practicing physicians, and everybody in between working on projects together to better understand respiratory diseases. And it's exciting that some of these may be in our lifetime, Dr. Martinez, it sounds like. Thank you, Lee. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.